0: Welcome to the Weekend Recap Podcast. We're pumped that you're joining us today. We believe that true freedom in your life is found in the context of authentic, life-giving relationships, which is the purpose of small groups at RES. We want to invite you to listen in to our small group discussion, where we encourage each other from the most recent sermon from Pastor Jonathan. This doesn't replace the need for a small group in your life, but we hope that this content will fuel a great conversation for your group. Let's get into it.
1: Good to see you guys um, hanging out for a weekend recap. My name is Sethry, and I uh, serve on the lead team here as a pastor. Also in this room that you cannot see is our friend Marcus, who's producing for us. He's amazing. Yeah. And Gabe May, who's just an awesome person who loves Jesus, and we get to hang out with him, so he's going to be giving us thumbs up or thumbs down on everything we say, because <laughs> he he's actually the resident theologian for us. So. <laughs> Wonderful.
2: What's your name, That's and awesome. where do you
0: work, huh? My name's Ty. I'm the children's pastor here at Res. Love what I do. Thankful to do it. I'm Landon. I'm the youth and
2: young adults pastor here at Rez. Also love what I do. So much fun.
3: I'm Joshua. And I'm lead team coordinator and do lots of other things here as well. But do I love what I do. Okay. Definitely uh, love what I do. Love so, the most though.
1: Um, should we have a contest? You said that I think you, think you love it, but you, you did
0: say that you're thankful for what you do, and I'm oh, disappointed in that. That's true. You got it's gratitude fine, is the fine, attitude. So that's fine.
1: <laughs> cool. I'm I'm probably the thankfulest for what I do. Who's been doing it the longest? Who's the, the Set three, the right? Thinkful right thankful list. Thinkfulist. Well, we should stop talking about that now. <laughs> um, so this week uh, Jonathan talked about um, Pastor Jonathan talked about choosing joy. And I think it's such a valuable lesson for this season, especially. It's almost like the last thing on people's minds. When something like this is going on is the idea of like having time to be happy. I got all this stuff to figure out. I have to, you know, homeschool my kids and work at home and I can't go to the grocery store. Right. So just that like Actually, a message that's just that kind of like core and simple and true ministers so much. So, I thought it would be kind of fun um, to share like a meme or something or a video or something like that. I got to show you guys this because it it makes me laugh and it's going to be embarrassing. Like, I will laugh while I say it. So, this is my favorite thing I've seen on Facebook during this time. And if you're only listening, um, I'll explain it after I show it here, but here's what it is.
2: Thank you for coming. (laughs) <laughs>
1: it's, just, it's, I love it. it's just a I guy in it. his bathroom by himself and he has <laughs> like three mirrors and he's just toasting himself to <laughs> each mirror <laughs> <year's laughs> It's just as me in quarantine and just something about him saying, ching, 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 <laughs> like, It's so funny. The other thing too, it's a meme that like I've gone, I go back to like a lot. It came out like years ago, but it still makes me laugh every time I see it. It has nothing to do with coronavirus. But it's just a picture of a giraffe, and it says... I'm going to try it. It says, be quiet, Ty. It says... Guys, this is serious. It's a science fact. It says, a giraffe's coffee would be cold by the time it reached the bottom of its throat. Ever think about that? No, you only think about yourself. (laughs) It's just like some fact that, of course, no one would ever know. It's probably not even true. And it turns it into this, you selfish jerk. Because <laughs> you don't know about a giraffe. It. <laughs> the drinking Okay,
0: Okay. I'm going to embarrass you. myself. Some more. You preface it with it has nothing to do with coronavirus, but I'm going to show it anyways. <laughs> it's so fun. Let's choose joy. What you got, Ty? What's your favorite thing? Yeah, I love it. I re- I relate. I relate to this so much because I think... Our workflow changed here at work, and so many people in America, and especially Northern Colorado, their workflow changed on a dime last week. They had to figure it out. It's a high-stress moment, and you could actually go an entire day without smiling because you're so serious. But then I saw this, and I think so many people have seen this. It's the one that they're like, summer 2020, going to be (laughs) lit," And they're jumping into pools, they're surfing, they're at the beach in their hazmat suits. And the reason I like this is because I've always had a dream of doing regular life in this crazy suit and just enjoying it and um and these are my favorite things to do So you are actually pools, excited about surfing. this all happening. I'm like I signed me up for one of these suits not not disrespectfully to coronavirus but sign me up for one of these suits and let's go do some crazy things. I would love things. to have a video <laughs> on the vlog of me swimming in one of those Landon You got to make that happen. Man. Let's make it happen. I will do it. So I know guys. So <laughs>
2: my favorite meme uh, we posted it on the students page but it's a clip from dumb and dumber it says 2 months into quarantine. That's it. I've had it with
1: this dump. We got no food. We've got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling. <laughs> That's it. That very well could be a symptom of quarantine. We need to see. Me. Pets' heads pets are just gonna fall off. <laughs> my my second
2: favorite one. We also posted on there because I feel so bad for seniors because their proms getting canceled. It's like we may not walk at graduation. And right. every time I ask a senior like, "Are you okay?" They're like,
0: "Oh." I'm fine,
2: like, it's a little strange, like, but, you know, it's like, fine. And so I remember this clip from Friends, it's just... Fine! <laughs> totally fine! <laughs> I, I
3: don't know why it's coming out all loud and squeaky, because really,
0: I'm fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that is, this is every that senior really I talk to, so Right. I feel so bad for him. But we're going to try to
2: make some awesome stuff happen for him somehow.
3: That's Joshua, hilarious. what's making
2: you laugh these days?
3: I um, I don't have a meme, although I have seen a bunch of funny ones. Um but yesterday was sitting on the couch uh watching the kids service um that, that res kids produced. Great uh, for job for by the way, Yeah, Ty. Had it was Good incredible. Team. Um but it was a pre-K service and me and Ezra were sitting there and all of a sudden we start seeing exercise routines with different kind of animals. And there was <laughs> a polar bear <laughs> costume yes. and we're talking burpees push-ups and if you've never seen a polar bear or a human in a polar bear costume (laughs) try to do exercises it was one of the funniest things and i would love to say it was my three-year-old that was falling off the couch laughing but it was definitely me we may have rewound it and watched it a few different times i i
1: was like as embarrassing as i just laugh right now i was laughing that embarrassingly by myself it was pretty incredible yeah it was it was so funny and i think like stuff like this the idea of choosing joy you have to do it in these times you right. know it's like what are you going to do just sit around and just talk like something that stresses me out is when i'm around people that just sit around and just watch the news all the time so all they're hearing is how horrible everything is, here's the next thing that's scary and here's how it's spreading and then now it's this many people like I'm not saying hide from the facts. I'm not saying data is not helpful, but if that's all you're hearing every day, if that's the only thing you're engaging your mind in, that's going to totally mess up the way that you live your life, the way you right. interact. Like those people are not fun to be around. You know, it's like find something that's fun and I think you know the theme of, of Jonathan's message, he really started at that idea of faith. Because you know, even even for people that aren't believers right now, if someone that doesn't even call themselves a Christian or anything, like there's still kind of this core, like everything at, to the to the deepest part of me is being shaken during the season. So for us as followers of Jesus, like that's something that that the devil could totally attack right now is our faith. You know, so so Pastor Jonathan started talking about that that that's what there's there's a war over that, and we can we could absolutely forget the foundation that we have to stand on, you know, if, if we don't remember some pretty basic things about who God says he is, what the Bible says is true. But I also loved that it wasn't just, so, so try really hard to keep your faith. Don't lose it, you know, try really hard. He talked about contending for that, right. but then he also talked about, like, here's how you do it. Here's what contending for your faith looks like in this season.
0: Right, right. I loved every bit of it, and I think, <clears throat> I don't know how Pastor Jonathan did it. I thought last weekend's message was potentially one of his most impactful messages i've ever heard him preach but then he followed up with this weekend's message and it's maybe the most relevant message i've i've potentially ever heard and I don't, I don't say that lightly like this the simplicity of how do i hang on to my faith right aren't we asking that question every single day and i think there's people all over the world like how do i live a christian faith and how do i hang on to it when circumstances are coming against me when life is hitting when a uh, coronavirus is taking out everything I know to be comfortable. Right. How do I hang on to my faith and and the thought that that Pastor Jonathan said he said joy is strengthening. Right, and it's like that that could feel abstract, but the other side of the coin is anybody who's who's gone through depression, who's felt demoralized. What do you feel? You feel weak. Yeah. You feel unable to. To live your life, to fill in the blank. You feel unable to make a difference in somebody else's life. You feel a lack of motivation. So so the fact that a life with joy is strengthening because right. ultimately you're serving others. You're 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 living to the fullest potential that God's called you to live. And right. so I just think this message is massively impactful. Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, for me, when he, when he was talking about joy being a choice. I think that's a choice that's super hard to make sometimes, but it's taking that that first step of saying no, even my no, my circumstances aren't ideal, even though there's something you know horrible going on. Yeah. <laughs> choosing joy in the midst of that, choosing joy in the midst of your circumstances is so powerful. When he was talking about you know where Nehemiah talks about it, the joy of the Lord is our strength, I kept going to Philippians four thirteen, which talks about uh, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and so when I started to think of strength in terms of joy i can do all things through christ who gives me joy this this inner knowing this this security this inner confidence this joy that that sustains us that propels us because right. i mean when he wrote philippians i mean he was in a dungeon yeah and so he's in the middle of like the worst possible circumstances like not the kind of jails we think about today but a literal dark dungeon right. and he's saying i can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through, through this inner joy that sustains me, that propels me. And I think when you get to that place, I mean, it's powerful. I mean, Joshua, you were telling me a story about uh, a time in your life when joy kind of sustained you or you made the choice for joy in the middle of some hard times, right?
3: Yeah. Um That was, it was a few years ago. Uh, Emily and I, our Emily was pregnant with our our firstborn. It was nice uh, for you to take credit for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. say we, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it was right before summer came around and I was laid off from my job. Um, mm. There were some things in the economy for oil and gas that just started tanking and lost my job. And the initial shock, I, I don't think I was prepared for it. Mm. Um, didn't know what I was going to do. I'd never really been laid off from a job before. I didn't know how unemployment worked and all these different things. Yeah. Um, but after the, the first 24, 48 hours, one of the things I told Emily initially, I said, one thing that we're not going to do, we were actually in, a, in the middle of a giving campaign at, at Res, and I said, one thing we are not going to do is change what we've done. Because wow. I think in these times, we, we tend to become closed-fisted right. um, rather than hands wide open. Mm. And I said, one thing that we're going to do is continue to give uh, and, and live in such a way that's going to help other people prosper. Because you're talking about choosing joy. What choosing joy helps us do is not just hold on to our faith, but help give faith to other people. Wow! Right. And so when we yeah. come out of these moments where <clears throat> where joy becomes a, our, our strength, it strengthens us rather than just helps us maintain. Right. Um, going on into that story a little bit, uh, where I was still, like, we were excited. We were giving Um, but it was still, God, what is, what's going to happen? And then I started to see the moments, uh, Emily and I had, you know, for the first few years of our marriage been alone and getting to savor those last couple months, even though I was laid off, didn't have work. Uh, we, I was able to spend quality time with her before Ezra was born. And then when Ezra was born, I actually got to be home with him mm. for a few weeks without, being, um, without having to take time off of work. Mm. And in the midst of those trials, I was able to find the little pieces. And I think mm. it's all about a perspective shift. Yeah. Yeah. If we can just look at it a certain way, you yeah. yeah, times can be tough and some people are going through harder things than others. But if we can find the little things right. that are really mean- meaningful to us, I think that helps us. Uh, become stronger in what we're doing rather than just maintaining. Well, I think, you know, what you said, Landon, what you said, Joshua, I think, and
1: again, it's something that like, when you say it's like, well, of course it's true, but it doesn't feel obvious that the idea that like, joy is not the result of circumstances. I'm not, I'm not, full of joy because things are going well or because I have everything that I wanted in my life or because, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank of the things that we think, if I had that, I'd be happy. I think sometimes even the idea of happiness and joy are confused. Mm -hmm. Because happiness, yeah, happiness is an emotion that comes and goes based on my circumstances. But joy is a principle of the kingdom of God. Like if we consider ourselves members of the kingdom of God, he says, like Jesus said, uh, the the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So 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 that means that I have that. That's something I have access to because I am a believer. Joy is something that I can make the choice to do. And even what you were talking about, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That like Paul, a lot of people put that like, I actually remember when I was a kid, drawing a picture of like a, a guy like surfing and be like, I can do all things through Christ. Like I can surf on a wave, you <laughs> jump know? off the building. Right, like, I could, you know, it's like I could, I could hit a home run because of Jesus, you know, it's like, so sure, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but what Paul was actually saying was so much more powerful because he, yeah. he had actually just before that in Philippians, he lists all these things he's been through. I've gone through hunger and times that I had all the food I needed. I've gone through times that I've been wow. homeless and times that I've had a home. Yeah. I've gone through times of persecution and times of peace. And he's saying through all of those things, like, I can do all of it because Christ gives me strength. And it's exactly what you said. Yeah. Strength comes from joy. And yeah. Paul had to be the most annoying person for anybody that was trying to hurt him. Right. Because they're like, okay, Paul, we're going to put you in prison. He's like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I could catch up on my writing. I got all these letters <laughs> to write. Thank you Why so much. They're say like, it's... okay, fine, then we're going to kill you, Paul. He's like, oh, you know what? That'd be great because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I could die, then I could be with Jesus. That would be amazing. Like, yeah, would you just go ahead? Could you just help me with that? Respectful. You know I mean? Just no matter what, he he was unstoppable and we can live that way. Like we can be in the middle of a season like this and we can offer something to the world that doesn't look intuitive to them because it does not look intuitive for us to be able to react to this time joyfully. It's like, how could you be happy right now? Why would you waste your time joking and talking about this stuff? Like we got real stuff to talk about, you know? And it's like, Joy gives us strength. Joy is what's going to set us apart. Totally. Joy. And, and even what you were saying, Joshua, I love the idea that like you being open-handed, even in the middle of a trial, you still saying, I'm going to do something that's counterintuitive, which is what most of the kingdom of God is. Yeah. Most of the teachings of Jesus are counterintuitive. Right. So it's like, you know what? I'm going through a time where I lost my job. I'm going to keep giving. I went through a time where I'm feeling scared. I'm going to step out and have joy and have faith. It's yeah, like totally. those kind of things. And, and Jonathan talked about that, you know, like here are the things that we can do during the season. We can give. We can share. We can help somebody else because most times people just go into self-preservation mode. But selfishness does not bring us joy. Right, it just makes right. us more fearful. It makes us more isolated. Yeah. But if we want to live in, in in joy, which gives us strength, which, is a lot, which allows us to yeah. walk in faith, yeah. then we have to be willing to not just be thinking about ourselves, but be open-handed so the, with our life, you know? Right.
2: I remember a quote. Somebody said, life is... Uh, Ten percent what happens to you and ninety percent how you react to it or how you mm-hmm. respond to it. Yeah, and it's that choosing your attitude in every situation. So like, can can you speak to like why did you choose that? Like, did you see that modeled, or why did you choose joy in that season?
3: I think that I have definitely seen that modeled. Uh, I would say that my dad growing up was one of the happiest people. Yeah, I, I know that he went through a lot of different things. do shout out. <laughs> um, went through a lot of different things, but I never saw him. Angry or upset, mm. he always chose the small moments and understanding. Hey, these are these are things that are making a difference, yeah. um, and, and and realizing like this story I was telling that hey, I get some special time with my son <laughs> that I would have never done. I mean, parents are having <clears throat> to. We joke about uh, being we're all homeschool parents now and become teachers. <laughs> Like there, right. there can be some joy in those moments. These right. are, these are moments that we'll remember forever. So being able to just pull that out, but I think seeing it modeled throughout my life right. uh, with different mentors and people in my life really helped me to, to so, pick those moments out. Love that. Yeah. That's, and that's one of the things that, you know, we,
1: we asked for people to give us comment, comments on Instagram and on Facebook. And that's something we saw a couple different times. Betsy is one of the comments that uh, Betsy made you just that that stood out to her, that idea of choose joy. It's a simple concept, but it is life-changing when we decide I'm going to choose this for me, for my se- for the season, for my family. I'm going to choose joy. Um so shout out to Betsy. Thank you for calling that out. It's
0: I want to answer. give a shout out to a woman named Allie. I, I've never met this woman named Allie. It so we live to support our pastor's vision, Pastor Jonathan and Amy. And it's one thing when I see one of you guys mm-hmm give a shout out or a a comment on Facebook, Uh, but on Sunday during the message, this woman, Allie, posted something on Pastor Jonathan's Facebook wall, and it moved me. She was so supportive of what he's currently doing to, to move the needle in Colorado <laughs> for the gospel, that it moved me. And I, and I just reposted it because I'm like, yes, this is the kind of support <laughs> and passion that our pastor right. needs to continue to make a difference because right. people are without guidance right now. Yeah. And Pastor Jonathan is bringing some clear guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, if that message can get out there, shout out to Ali. Yeah, so good. For real. I loved what Christine put. She she
2: shared a, a picture. I wonder if we can get it up on the screen. would be awesome. But I, she shared a picture of her kids on the driveway. They had taken shock, and they, they literally wrote, Choose Joy, and had rainbows and hearts and flowers. And they just said they wanted to share that message from Pastor Jonathan with their neighbors, this cool. idea of choosing joy so that anyone that drives past their in their neighborhood would see on their driveway this amazing portrait saying, Choose Joy. Yes. I love, and,
1: you know, during this season... God is going to give influence to people who are leading in that way. Like they're going to have influence in their neighborhood because they're bringing that kind of message. Like I was just even hearing that the Chick Fil A in Loveland is donating a hundred meals a day for three days in a row. A hundred meals a day. Like they're wow. already because of the season, their revenue has to be down. Yeah, you know, right. like they already Everybody. have to be less. But even in that time, like we're saying, they're choosing to say, "How can I give during this time?" Mm-hmm. So three days in a row, a hundred meals to different wow. hospitals in northern Colorado, and I think other. You know, Chick Fil A's in Northern Colorado are going to jump on that because that—that's what we have to do during this time. You know, yeah. like even uh, one of the things that Pastor Jonathan's been talking about is donating medical masks. You know, some people are like hoarding them so they can sell them at a profit, and it's like yeah. what we got to do right now is be open hand and give it. Like we—we totally. yeah. we Res, you know, Res and Res members have uh, been a part of giving 3,000 masks to hospitals. So like, wow. what a way to serve our communities! You know, what a way to—to to give during this time and not—not not try to profit off of this, not try to say like, well, I have all the masks and so now I'm going to charge twenty a piece. It's like, no, how about we help people because that is going to let us live a life of joy and fulfillment. And uh, we right. have just, just a few more minutes um, but something I just kind of want to close with is um, maybe just how each of you guys have felt during this season because everything has shifted. You mm-hmm. know, it's like the way that most Americans, most people around the world, the way that they work has shifted. The way that people go to school has shifted. The way we go to the grocery store has shifted. The way we travel has shifted. Yeah. And seeing all of these things crumble away uh, one of the other comments that I really appreciated, it really just stood out to me on on Facebook, was from Michelle. And she just said, strip away everything, but give me Jesus. And just the truth of that in this season is so real. Yeah, You know, it's just like when everything else falls away, what do we have? And I think just, just the power and the simplicity that like I know in my own life, it's like when things feel crazy, it's like, man, the only thing that matters is Jesus. Man, I fill my life with so many distractions. There's so many things that I thought were so important and they don't matter. You know, it's just, it's a time for, I think, all of us to Mm reevaluate what that looks like in our lives. I don't know if if you guys have felt that in your own lives, but I mean, it's been so impactful to me.
0: Totally. I think right now there is a, like, you have the choice to say everything's going to be okay or I'm going to unravel in the chaos yeah. and Sunday morning I woke up and, and I went outside with my one-year-old daughter and and I have been listening to the news. I've been wondering how things are going to go. I've been looking to make sure that we can still come to work, you know, just just every day something else is changing and, and I was holding her hand walking outside and it was cold and the sun was coming up and, and I just said out loud, like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And Pastor Jonathan, uh, during his message, said, "I can always choose my attitude." Right. And I felt like that that attitude shift for me. I wasn't necessarily struggling, but it, but that question is there: Are we going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Is America going to be okay? It's real, but everything's going to be okay and that comes the source of that is my relationship with Christ so thank you Michelle for saying strip away everything but Jesus because at the core of who we are we're followers of Christ and that is he is the source of our strength which means everything's going to be okay Yeah. yeah that's great and I think technology has been such a
2: such an encouragement to me in this season that even in the midst of this isolation, in the midst of everything changing, we've been able to utilize technology to continue to build community, to interact with our communities, um, and also build and expand our community. I feel like uh, just as a church, we've gotten to uh, join with more people, and we've gotten to get more people involved with what's going on at yeah. Res. And so it's been an amazing journey. And I just think that you know when you're worried, when you're hurting. Isolation just intensifies the pain, but community heals it. And so I love that we've been able to use online platforms to be able to capitalize on these things to continue to build community and bring some healing and share some joy and, and even Pastor Jonathan go out holding signs. And he, he held signs and that was awesome, making a difference for those people driving by. But I think just sharing that on social media, seeing people like choosing joy in the midst of the season is so powerful. And so for everyone out there getting to be a part of the community and be a part of uh, e-groups and watch parties, it's been so encouraging to me. And I think this is something that we're gonna continue to, I think once everything goes back to you know normal, uh, I think what we're doing online is just going to stay. Yeah, like This totally. is a great way to continue to connect with people. Yeah. Right. I love it.
3: We had uh, an incredible time in our virtual small group yesterday. It was our first, our first time to do that. Wow. And uh, we had, I think, 13 adults join in and mm-hmm. really, really able to just talk. And one of the things that we talked about, kind of piggybacking on Michelle's comment about stripping everything else mm-hmm. away, and we've been left with nothing but Jesus. Yeah. Pastor Jonathan said something in his sermon. He said, never despise the circumstances that bring you to the foot of the cross. Man, that was so wow. good. And I just began Let's to go. weep when, yeah. I, when I heard that. And just thinking about um, being there at the foot of the cross mm-hmm. and, and understanding that we do have a reality yeah. that we're living in. We can't just be ignorant to the fact that there are things happening in our world. Right. But really, being able to change its perspective again, mm-hmm. so the circumstances are there. But let's not despise it. Yeah. And yeah. some people are going to be hurting more than others. But if we can understand that we are bringing, bringing, we are being brought to the feet of Jesus, yeah. at this is just an incredible perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So good. Well, guys, yeah. thanks for hanging out and talking today. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys, uh, you know, digitally connect with your small groups this week, pray together, connect. We're going to pray together. Have a great week.